0: This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you'd like. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. one 450 3733 You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And enjoy all the features that uh, you'll find over there. Once again, freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content on the site. So if you find something that you like online or maybe you're outraged by, something you think our other listeners would find interesting or fun or useful, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then goes to the upcoming stories page where it awaits a certain number of votes in order to be promoted to the front page of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it. Uh, I know that, Ali, you found something on the front page of freetalklive.com tonight. That was interesting to you, something about dog seatbelts. Yep. Uh, So we can talk about that. And I had something that I spotted, I don't remember where it was, somewhere online last night, but again, you can go to freetalklive.com and get interactive in a variety of ways. But I found this story particularly sad and just pathetic, and not because of the subject of the story, which is a a professor at a college, uh, Michigan State University to be specific, this according to Huffington Post, who stripped naked in class and yelled... There is no effing God. Wow. <laughs> so, did now, did you go
1: to college? I did all? not. I never, I, now I wish I had.
0: <laughs> I went to uh, community college. I wish I hadn't. I wish I could have my time back and uh, not have gone, you know, driving to school half asleep and falling asleep at the wheel and, and all this, you know, nonsense. Well, just at least, at least this professor
1: degree. is uh letting their students get their money's worth, so.
0: That certainly to to me this would be entertaining. I would you know I'd be concerned for him, but it doesn't seem like a dangerous matter to strip one's clothes off. Let me give you let's set the scene here according to uh, the Huffington Post article, and then I'll get to what I think is particularly pathetic about this whole story, and that is the uh, the students and how some of them reacted. But a math professor at Michigan State University allegedly stripped naked, ran naked through his classroom, and screamed, "There is no effing God!" before police apprehended him, according to several reports. The professor's name has not yet been released, but online students said he was eccentric, and that they could probably have seen this coming. A redditor shared a grainy cell phone picture of the man in a hallway as the university in the university as authorities restrained him. Another individual uh, said here, according to Michigan State Police, a 911 call was received at Ingham County Central Dispatch at 107 local time, reporting a man shouting in the hallway of the MSU Engineering Building. MSU Police said a university professor was taken into progressive, uh, protective custody and transported to a local hospital no one was injured and the professor is not being charged with a crime well that's good to know at least they're not going to hit him with a sex offense for getting naked in public
1: that's what i would expect the police to do
0: msu's counseling center has reached out to students who may have witnessed the incident to offer any support that they need msu senior dave grabowski said he was screaming profanities and things you really couldn't understand and something about religion he was pacing up and down the hallway while some people may be laughing about the incidents, students have already expressed anger over how long it took for police to arrive. Now, before we get to that concern of the students, let's get to one of the uh, users on Reddit who posted about this, claiming to actually be there uh, at this classroom. Uh, his name on Reddit, The Cookie King, is all one word. Background story, he writes I was in Calc 1 at Michigan State University, and my teacher was always pretty eccentric, but today he went overboard. Halfway through class, he started screaming at us, swearing left and right, and then started slamming his hands on the window and pressing his face against it, still screaming. Eventually, he walked out and down the hallway to the end, all while screaming. He then came back into the classroom and took off his clothes, except for his socks. He, uh, You know someone's crazy, he says, when they leave their socks on, LMAO. (laughs) At this point, everyone in class ran out. We were literally scared for our lives. The police took around 15 minutes to get here, and during this time, he continued walking around screaming. He was ranting, according to another user, he was ranting about computers, Steve Jobs, and how everything is just an act. He ran into the hallway and pressed his face up against the windows of the room and said something about him not yelling. Then he ran back in and started crying and pulled a dollar out of his wallet for some reason. At this point, we all knew he had completely lost it.
1: Sounds like he was having a mental breakdown.
0: It it sure does. And I I don't want this to sound like I'm taking what the uh, the teacher did lightly. This is a serious, you know, situation for him. I hope he's doing better uh at this point. But the most ridiculous part of this, besides the guy getting naked uh and all that, the ridiculous part to me is that the student here is saying they were scared for their lives and mm. ran out of the class after this guy came back in buck naked? What exactly are you afraid of? That he's going to come up and whip you with his penis? I mean, what, <laughs> what are you... What? What could possibly be scary about that? He hasn't uh, shown any sort of propensity toward violence. You know, it's you not can like, get whiplash that way, Ian. It's not like he went up and you know grabbed somebody by the neck and started choking them. Like right. that could be scary. Uh, he did absolutely nothing that suggested that in, he was in any way a threat to anyone well, other than perhaps himself.
1: The screaming sounds a little threatening, maybe, but it sounds more <laughs> like a personal breakdown. Like a
0: yes, that's exactly what like, it sounds
1: like. I think that maybe the students were afraid, but to say you know I can understand being. Fearful, but... fearful for your life is a little over dramatic, I think. To
0: run out of the classroom? <laughs> I mean, if, now, most colleges, this is Michigan State University, that's going to be a big college. Most colleges have these lecture rooms where 100, 200, I don't know, 300, I don't know what the uh, the standard size lecture room is, but it's fairly large. There are far more college students in this room than crazed naked teachers. Right. And so the idea that everybody needs to stampede for the door and just, just freak out and be scared for your
1: life? Probably more likely to get hurt in a stampede than from the for professor. For sure.
0: For sure. You know, when I saw that, I just thought, wow, this is a real commentary uh, from this alleged college student as to just how, uh, what's the right word for this? Wimpy, I guess, that uh, <laughs> college students are today. And how trained I think people have been because you know these guys just got out of government high school where they're trained to be afraid of everything. That, well, how you know, would moves. you react
1: to that situation? Say you were the college student. I'd
0: probably pull out my cell phone and start getting <laughs> some footage.
1: Yeah, I, that would probably a good probably be a, probably the most appropriate response. But I don't know. I mean, this this brings up a question that I've always had: Why do people, when they have mental breakdowns, why take? Why do they take off their clothes? Like, what is that about? What is taking your clothes off? How does that help with the breakdown? Does that make you feel less restricted, or what is it?
0: I can't tell you. The time that I had one, uh, I did get naked. But you I, had a mental I can't breakdown. Tell you. Oh yeah, I was up for uh, probably three days without sleep and went crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was really intense. Uh, but I couldn't tell you why I took uh, my clothes off. Can't tell you that. But it happened.
1: That is really interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean that's something that I've just I've seen over and over again. Uh, in these stories, people like freak out and they take all their clothes off and I just don't get that. Like, I mean, I think that that makes it more interesting. That's a good like sign, you know, like, if, if someone just takes their clothes off in public, then maybe they're crazy. <laughs> but I don't like that because I think that people should be more comfortable nude.
0: The, well, right. And maybe uh, I, anything I say is complete speculation. If you have some experience with actually dealing with this uh, as a professional, certainly would love to hear from you at 855-450-FREE. Maybe it's just something that's primal, you know, kind of primal, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, you're back to this kind of more animalistic. Uh, I like that theory. Situation, and so therefore you strip off everything that is uh, of of the trappings of this life, I
1: mm-hmm. guess. And I
0: agree with you. I think that uh, nudity should not be something that is so frightening. I guess that the, you know college kids are scared scared of a naked professor.
1: Maybe that's why people started wearing clothes even when it's unnecessary, like to differentiate themselves from the crazies.
0: I would think that clothes probably came about as a utilitarian uh, perspective to, you know, catch your uh, scrotum from catching on a tree branch or something like that. Well, I don't like have that. one of
1: those, so. You know,
0: the, these sorts of concerns. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you could, you could easily take on some dirt uh, as well, which would be very uncomfortable and, uh, you know, not conducive to good health.
1: Yeah, but so. when you're wearing clothes and you get dirt, and then it gets trapped and it's even more of a problem.
0: Yeah, I could see if you didn't wash your clothes that uh, that would be a problem, but it the clothes do protect your orifices from uh, intrusion, orifices. unwanted uh that makes sense. uh it disruption, shall we say. But
1: I have orifices on my face that I don't cover. It's true. It's true.
0: Although uh, some cultures do. 855 <laughs> free That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh so, you know, I, does anybody can anybody relate to this? This Cookie King character claiming that they were scared for their lives of a naked, screaming professor? I just don't understand it. Where does this come from? How, how do people get so
1: timid? I wish I was there to take pictures. Apparently there's only one grainy picture. What's going on?
0: One, yeah, What's wrong with these college students? Don't they all have smartphones sitting in their, uh, on their cell I'm phones sure and do. laptops the whole time? 855-450-FREE. I guess they were just so frightened they couldn't think straight. <laughs> More on the way. You can take control. Free Talk Live.
2: Hi, my name's Tim Cummins, I'm your verbal surgeon, and my job, to help you feel good right now, and every time you listen to my podcast at verbalsurgery.com, you will feel good, because you're an awesome person, of amazing abilities, incredible skills, and that makes me feel good too, so get with the program, verbalsurgery.com, and feel good now.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Toll free 855 free. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give away there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight with you, it's Ian. And Allie. And we are inviting you to grab archives, by the way, over at freetalklive.com. It's one of the main features of the site. The fact that you can go all the way back to late 2006 and click and download as many shows as you would like. and. We've got a lot of shows. Uh, we do them seven nights per week. Although back in 2006, we were doing six nights a week. But that's still a whole lot of shows going way, way back. And you can just go to freetalklive.com, click on the last week's worth at the top of the page, and direct download. Also, we have year's worth at the SoundCloud page. You can go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com to go right to it. Or if you're at freetalklive.com already, just look on the left-hand side under Listen and Share. As uh, we continue here, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. I am still curious to know... Does anybody understand why college students who are, you know, ostensibly adults would be scared for their lives by a nude professor, someone who has screamed in the class, screaming, you know, nonsense, basically. He's gone off his rocker and uh, strips off his clothes down to his socks and is... Just you know, screaming and being crazy.
1: Maybe it's seeing someone naked in socks that freaks people out.
0: I don't get it. I, I think it's really uh, an indicator that people have been trained to be to be very timid mm-hmm. in life these days. That uh, everything's just there's bad people out there and they're lurking and they're waiting to get you and terrorists and drug dealers. Well, people and don't freak and out crazies. about um.
1: It must be the insane aspect of it because people don't freak out about that with uh, streakers. You know that doesn't make yeah. uh, people in uh, arenas stampede I would hope of, not you know so
0: so if you're streaking and screaming then all of a sudden for some reason it's life-threatening it doesn't make any sense let's go to Andy though you can also bring up anything you want Andy you're listening in Huntsville to WBHP hey there hey how are y'all just great what's on your mind tonight Andy
3: well I tried to call in a few months ago about uh, Bitcoin I want to tell you what happened there and then I want to talk about uh, the drug ecstasy
0: okay great go for it you're on the air Oh, no. Did we lose him? Andy? Oh, no. Oh, Andy, Bitcoin. Ecstasy. Those were great topics. <laughs> we can still talk about. <laughs> we can. We don't have to talk oh, about
1: Bitcoin. but I'm
0: gonna, I don't know. <laughs> he must have, like, his... His phone is still connected. It's still ticking off the numbers mm. here. I'm going to put him back on hold, and, and we'll see. Maybe he'll get into a better cell or call back. You know, we on Free Talk Live, uh, if you have a technical difficulty, something disconnects you uh, unexpectedly, feel free to call back in and uh, get back with us. Uh, we have a one-call-per-night rule, but obviously that's not going to apply if there was some sort of difficulty. So, 855-450-FREE, the Seykels CAI toll-free line. Uh, Bitcoin, yeah, so... uh Let me see here. Oh, He he just got put back on hold, so I think he might be back. Let's try him again. Andy, are you with us? Andy going once? Andy going twice? I guess he's not. All right, so 855-450-FREE. So we can get to uh, Bitcoin and ecstasy, especially if he calls back. But there's a little bit more to the story here about the teacher at MSU, Michigan State University, strips down to his socks, screaming... Apparently, students were frightened for their lives. They stampeded out of the room and then were upset over how long it took the police to arrive. According to MSU senior Hayden Borowski, he called 911 but said the response time was slow. His professor contacted a colleague, and MSU police arrived in a few minutes. They took the shouting professor into custody as he remained in the nude, according to the student. The most concerning thing was the police response time, he said. It took them more than 15 minutes to arrive. It could have turned into something very bad if he'd had a weapon on him. Well, good thing he was naked. (laughs) Unless, Unless he was hiding it somewhere special. It was pretty infuriating to have to wait for that long, said the student. Well... I guess you got yourself a lesson in uh, how effective the police are at protecting you. Right. One, you run away, freak out, think that uh, you're you're scared for your life, so you call the police expecting they're going to come and save you from this naked marauding professor uh, that, oh, wait a minute, it takes them 15 minutes. And he's right. Had this professor actually been armed and had started, say, oh, I don't know, stabbing someone or going on a shooting rampage or something like that, then that would have been 15 horrifyingly long, violent, and uh, drawn-out minutes where people's lives could have been taken from them yep. and they would have had no way to defend themselves because almost every college out there has extremely restrictive uh, regulations I was just, against
1: weapons. I just looked it up and it says, no person shall possess any firearm or weapon anywhere upon property governed by the board of MSU. So, yep, yep I mean... To be all oh I'm good thing he didn't have a weapon it's like, yeah, I guess good thing because if it had been some kind of premeditated uh you know I guess idea of his to like shoot up his classroom mm-hmm. uh, then I guess all the students would have been defenseless because you couldn't count on one of those students to be able to protect right. anyone
0: and again, you had a whole classroom full of students, so you want to talk about people whose perspectives are incredibly warped people who have been trained to be just Cowards, Just people who hide, people who run. And I'm not saying that you should face danger at every opportunity. I'm not saying that you should stand in the way of the bullets. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, you know, sacrifice yourself and throw yourself down for the good of the class. But I'm just talking about have some perspective. You're there with a hundred people, two hundred people. You've mm-hmm. got one naked man that's out of control. There's no reason why three of the big dudes in the class couldn't have gotten up. You know, inevitably there's some big guys in a class of hundred or two hundred people. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why they couldn't have gotten up and subdued this man.
1: Right. I Period. mean, would it have been any different of a situation? You think if it wasn't the professor, if it'd been one of the students freaking out? You I bet you're right. Different?
0: I wonder about that. That's a good question. Did 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 the professor still have his authority, even right. though he was screaming and Oh, naked? my God,
1: I'm totally going to fail this class now. Right. <laughs> like, what are they thinking?
0: So let's try Andy again. He's back with us. Uh, Andy, you on a cell phone tonight?
3: Yeah, sure am. Okay. I keep uh, fading in and out.
0: Welcome back, sir.
3: Thank you. Uh, well, anyway, I called in about Bitcoin a couple months ago. Before you I get to the Bitcoin, would you be frightened
0: off. by a naked, uh, fat professor who's uh, screaming at the top of his lungs in his socks?
3: Um, uh, I would prefer not to look at it. That's about it.
0: I see. Maybe that's why they all turned and ran. Maybe. Uh, he was that that frightening is he looking.
1: Like, is he like a big set guy? He's not that
0: big. He's just kind of a chubby, okay. you know, out of shape college professor. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Andy, so Bitcoin, tell me about it.
3: Uh well, I, I called in and mentioned some uh, security problems with Bitcoin, and I want to tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. A, a Federal Reserve helicopter actually landed on my front lawn at that moment. <laughs> And uh, Ben Bernanke and uh, George Soros jumped out, and they took me to Bohemian Grove, where they beat me with a rubber hose for a couple of hours. That
0: does um, sound like a security so problem. Porn <laughs> and some
3: CIA guys were loading canisters onto an airplane. Uh, maybe I got all the conspiracy theories in there. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> so, in other words, how'd you do with Bitcoin? Hello. oh Aww. no this is terrible he needs to you know what i want to talk to andy but i want him on a, on a good connection so yeah. make sure he calls back on a like a pay phone or something even that would be better than this thanks for the call man <laughs> uh that was funny though like the suggestion being that if you use bitcoin that uh the black helicopters are going right. to come out and get you well it's anonymous. It a
1: threat they don't necessarily know it's yours
0: they don't know necessarily that's true and they can't prove it uh, unless you admit to something or you know do something like that but uh i think that I think that his call does, to some extent, underscore fear that people have. I'm not saying he does. It was just a good joke call. Mm -hmm. But uh, underscores the fear that people have of adopting new things, especially new things that could threaten the viability of the system as we know it today, which the Bitcoin is an incredible threat to the status quo.
1: Right. Well, people suffered from normalcy bias for so long. And now that things are tanking, it's like hard to let go. But it's getting easier, I think.
0: Toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. We can tell you more about the Bitcoin coming up here in a moment. Also, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. What would you do if you were in the class with the naked? is free talk live bring up anything you want toll free number 855450 free that's the cycle CAI toll-free line, one 450 3733 With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Allie. Allie is here courtesy of Ladies in Keen. That is her website, blog, radio show, we uh, will get you there. And uh, they do their show once a week on Saturday nights. And of course, it's archived for your convenience. You can download it anytime you like. And you're going to be back on this uh, this weekend. That's right. So that's exciting. Yep. Uh, all right, so 855-450-FREE. Also, since Andy brought it up, Might as well tell you about the Bitcoin. In case you don't know, uh, we didn't really get into explaining what it was when he called and referenced it. The Bitcoin is a decentralized currency. It is something that has been created not by a government, not by a corporation, but by basically computer geeks. And uh, these guys have made it an open source project, meaning anybody can get involved. Anybody can audit the software, make sure that it is secure, make sure that it is doing what it says uh, that it's doing. And I can tell you, it's doing what it says it's doing because... Millions of people have adopted it around the world. Many bitcoins are out there. I think it's like something like 130 or 150 million US dollars worth of bitcoins are out there. The Bitcoin last time I looked had eclipsed thirteen dollars per Bitcoin. Thirteen US dollars per Bitcoin. Wow. It's incredible what's happening with Bitcoin. It's decentralized, meaning that there's no vault. There's no physical location where all the Bitcoins are kept. They're spread across the entire Bitcoin network on essentially a peer-to-peer
1: setup. But there's a finite amount with which they haven't all gone out, Right. Well, you
0: can mine the Bitcoins uh, to discover more of them and put them into the system. But there's a finite amount that can be mined at What does
1: mining them mean?
0: That is, uh, you know, that's a good question. And I don't know if I have the best answer for you. But essentially, you have to have a computer that you are willing to de- dedicate processor time to. Mm-hmm. And then your computer crunches numbers, basically. and uh, And then a certain amount of number crunching and other factors that I don't understand will result eventually in a Bitcoin being mined and you getting that bitcoin but you have to put a bunch of effort into getting it out you know like like mining in real life it's
1: profitable to do that to mine
0: it's profitable to the point where people are doing it i Mm -hmm. think i don't know how profitable it is and if you're a bitcoin miner and you can answer that question feel free to call in at 855-450-FREE but you can uh, learn more about bitcoins over at weusecoins.org that's weusecoins.org and then uh, you can go and get your First, Bitcoin Wallet Online over at blockchain.info. They've got some fancy encryption techniques, which means they never have access to your money, and they can't even know how much money you're sending or receiving. With their blockchain wallet, you can even send Bitcoins via email to your Facebook friends or to anyone's cell phone number in just about every country around the world. All of this is available free to you over at blockchain.info, where you can get your free Bitcoin wallet today and get started. Let's go to Sam, listening in Utah on uh, LRN.fm. Hey, Sam.
4: Hello, hi. I was just calling in about that professor. Yes, and, and I was wondering if, like this, uh, this new day and age with like zero tolerance in schools—like you know, a kid draws a picture of a gun and he gets kicked out, and all this stranger danger stuff. I mean, we're like raising a, a generation of wimps here, yep. in this country. Don't you think?
0: Yeah, I like the term. I don't know who came up with it, but I like it. I like the childification of America. I like this idea. I mean, that's, I don't like the idea, but that's what I like to call it. Uh, that's you know the suggestion that there is a certain group of people out there that want to keep young people as childlike as possible for as long as possible, rather than allowing them to mature at the rate in which they think is right for themselves. Because young people want to be treated as adults at a fairly young age you know early teens they start you know i i remember when i was a teenager young teenager i did not want to eat off the kitty menu anymore mm-hmm. you know i wanted to eat off the uh, the adult menu And so, you know, allowing young people to mature at the rate at which is naturally acceptable to them is is completely anathema to these people. They want them to act like children for as long as possible because they had this belief that childhood was the best time. It was the best time in my life. And I just think that all kids should be children for as long as possible. And they literally mean that to the point where, uh, you know, college age people are being treated like children.
1: I mean, you're right, Ian. I, all I could think about when I was younger was how I wanted to be one of the big kids. But I don't know if it's the story so much about that as it is about people, you know, reacting to someone ha- who has lost it. And part of losing it is uh, you're just not responsive to social norms. And I think that when someone is not um, uh, being influenced by those around them, that it kind of, you know, that sort of keeps people in check. It's know, true. Like people think it's the government or it's a belief in God that keeps people no, from acting social, crazy. It's definitely social. social. Acceptance. So if you if you just lose touch with that, then yeah, I could see why people would be a little freaked out. Sam.
4: Yeah, but to to uh, be saying that you're afraid for your life. I mean, it's just a naked guy. I mean, there's right. not much you can really do to you.
0: Exactly. That's how I feel, and I think that comes back to what you know what you were saying earlier about this childification of America, where These young people are trained at very young ages to be very timid. You know, oh, there's somebody out in the school. Uh, They might be dangerous. Everybody get under your desks and hide and uh, be quiet. And there's just so many different things that they do to train people of that. And, of course, a lot of the parents of the world are being told that they've got to round off all the corners on everything that the baby might touch because, you know, don't want them to get a bruise. And, you don't want the kids to fall off their bikes and make sure you get them all the knee pads and the leg braces and all the, you know, the elbow pads. In the helmet, and it's just—it's just, it's just overprotection. And when you do that to people, that's what you get out. That's what you get out of it is a bunch of, uh, well, wimps, mama's Don't boys. Around the
4: corners are else Apple will sue you.
0: Yeah, exactly, Sam. Anything else but, you want to share tonight? You know,
4: I grew up in the '70s, and you know, my dad used to send random people he was drinking with at the bar to pick me up at the school. And if that would have happened in this day and <laughs> age, there would have been a lot of people in jail. But you know, back then it was no big deal. You mm. know.
0: What would you have done if you were in the classroom and uh, the teacher started stripping down and screaming?
4: I was, I was like you. I would have, you know, ripped my phone out and started taking pictures, you know. I'm getting an A in this class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I would offer some sort of assistance if that was seemed like it would be a possible uh, situation if he, you know, wasn't swinging at people or what whatever.
1: Is, what is, like, the correct response to that if you're, like, you know, around... in proximity to some close proximity to someone who is having a mental breakdown well
0: I mean to be uh, concerned for them obviously is the correct response to when you had to, your
1: mental breakdown what what I was had, it that
0: thankfully I had uh, carrying people around who you know tried their best to, uh, to kind of take care of that situation and in the same way in this situation people who can show concern as long as he's not you know lashing out with some sort of if he's not like throwing punches at people that come near him mm-hmm. uh, then you know it'd be a good time to try to talk him down, try to calm him down, uh, you know, just get him to not uh, hurt himself. That's another thing. You know, you don't want him to jump off the roof or something like that. Right. Uh, so there's all that. I, that's that's probably a more realistic thing. But if he was just ranting and crazy and not responsive, I'd probably at some point start recording
1: uh, that because...
4: Well, it didn't sound like he was hurting anybody or himself. Nope. He was just screaming, there is no God. So. I Sounds mean, like he it, it had an epiphany.
1: Like- I mean... <laughs> <laughs> thanks
0: sam for your call tonight <laughs> and
4: dangerous and these kids that went running there were afraid for their lives i don't know they're like little drama queens that just well that, of, and the, the weird thing is obviously
0: we weren't there so we don't know everything that happened we're only going by what people claimed on reddit uh but the guy claiming on reddit he said everybody ran for the exits that everybody was so frightened they all had to get out of there because this guy was naked Sam, thanks for your call and thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. One of the other things we've talked about when it comes to uh, people, young people in high school, or excuse me, not high school, but college, is the, uh, the term helicopter parent. Have you heard of this before, No. Ellie? Okay, so a helicopter parent is one of these parents that can't let go. They, oh... Allie, you're going off to college, and I just can't handle it. I've gotta, I've gotta come and and uh, and make sure we set up your room correctly. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go meet with your teachers and uh, make sure everything's okay. And oh, you're applying for a job. I'm gonna go to your job interview with you and make sure. To- <laughs> you laugh. These people are really, That's what they do. They like hover basically over their their their. Offspring That's And creepy. treat them as though they're still a child, as though they need to be, you know, taken, babied, essentially, yeah. at age 20 or an 18 or whatever.
1: My best friend growing up, uh, her mom, I guess two of my closest friends like that, their parents were like that. And if anything, it made the kids act out, like, you know, super crazy when their parents weren't mm-hmm. around. It's like, oh, now, you know, all hell breaks loose.
0: Right, now I can uh, take all kinds of drugs and uh, eat dangerously or whatever, yeah. you know, do whatever sort of risky things that they would have otherwise not been able to do. 855 free And that's an interesting observation on the other side of the childification of America, which we don't normally touch on. It's like, what are the negative, the other negatives that are maybe not so obvious about that? And that is that maybe people won't be so responsible when they're finally on their own. 855 mm-hmm. free the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You take control. I'll tell your story. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features on the site. We give them away. Once again, freetalklive.com with you here tonight. It's Ian. And Allie. And if you like the show and you like the fact that we give away the website, then maybe you want to voluntarily support Free Talk Live. You may do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. Amp. Stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in five bucks a month to the show. We take that, invest it in Free Talk Live, and get on more radio stations across the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Of course, we'll uh, take your calls about whatever's on your mind. But we were talking about the idea of helicopter parents. And uh, this overprotection, this kind of mentality that is uh, so seems very prevalent uh, throughout society. I mean, I don't hang around with uh, with parents. It's not the, Those aren't the social circles that I run in, so I can't really comment directly from experience. But just having seen certainly enough news and talked to people, and of course now you've got this story about the college professor who strips down to nothing except for his socks and his screaming uh, madness in his class – A bunch of people run out fearing for their lives, Mm -hmm. according to one of them, and uh, then cower as they wait 15 minutes for the police to arrive. And now everybody's upset because the police didn't get there soon enough. And what if this guy was actually dangerous? Well, he wasn't dangerous, and there was nothing to indicate that he was going to be dangerous besides the fact that he was screaming like a crazy man. And yes, crazy people can be dangerous, but usually they're dangers mostly to themselves rather than others, uh, and they would need some sort of implement in order to become a danger to someone else, typically. Uh, And certainly being in a classroom full of a couple hundred people would mean that if this man were to use his fists against another uh, individual, he could easily have been restrained. So that people would have freaked out like this that they would have flipped out and ran out of the class and acted uh, like you know a bunch of scared animals i think is really an, an indicator of how bad things are out there how bad this childification of america is mm-hmm. and you brought up a really interesting point which i don't know if we've ever really discussed that is the sort of the other side of the childification or the overprotection of young people to to keep them from being mature to keep them from Uh, accepting responsibility for their own lives and, you know, going out and and making their own way in the world and and instead keep them under your wing as a parent and keep them at home and make sure that they go to their classes in college and uh, make sure that everything is okay and always check up on them to see how they're doing. And, you know, all of this doting on the part of these parents past a certain age, I think, is is really dangerous. I like the story about uh, the—God, what was it? There there was this mom who— she had a 10-year-old son and he said that he wanted to take uh, he he wanted to go home without like going on the school bus or whatever and he wanted to go home alone and this was in new york city is this
1: world's worst mom
0: that's her yeah so she told him sure yeah go for it if you're ready for it you should do it and he did it and of course he was fine and everything went well and then people flipped out at this lady she blogged about it and it made a huge splash i mean you heard about it mm-hmm. And people were responding very negatively to her, suggesting that she was putting her son in danger by letting him go somewhere alone at age 10. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything could happen. These are the streets of New York City. The suggestion being that Well, if you're a 10 year old boy, that you can't walk two blocks without having some child molester roll up in a van and take you away. And that you couldn't possibly teach your 10 year old to say no to strangers and not get in the van when he tells you he's looking for his lost dog. Can you help him?
1: Right. And plus, by the sound of the mom, the way she described, you know, the son coming up and asking if it would be okay, if he could just do it, you know, he would like to. You know, be responsible for himself and do something on his own. And most kids who have, you you could tell that the parent, uh, that, that she was okay uh, with having her son ask her these type of things. Like, yeah. if she was an over, like a helicopter mom or whatever... He never would have asked. He wouldn't have asked. He would have just snuck away mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to go over to Jimmy's house after school.
0: And then just walk the streets just, alone. Yeah, yeah.
1: And what's which is a more dangerous situation?
0: The, that the latter, obviously, because if he's out alone without mom's knowledge, then uh, if he doesn't come back, then you've got a real situation on your hands. So... I think that you know the point you made previously that what about the other side of this? If you've got a, a helicopter parent, if you've got one of these overprotective parents that's constantly hovering over their, their son or their daughter, then when they finally do get that time alone or when they do get away from their parents, that they're reacting in a much more irrational and irresponsible manner. Uh, I know that when I turned 16, I was able to go and go to work. I was able to go get a job, and that was one of the most important things I think that helped me in in becoming a mature person earlier rather than later. Uh, thankfully, before before turning 16, I'd been able to work with my parents as well. I'd, I'd go to my mom's shop, you know, during the summer, and I'd work for her there, and I'd kind of run the cash register and do little odd jobs around the shop, and uh, you know, interact with customers and, and build those skills that were you know really yeah. important. Uh, but that 's because my parents had a, had a value system in place that valued the idea of going to work early and and getting that experience. Can you imagine being in one of those uh, homes where mom and dad won 't let you work oh no 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 you 've got to you 've got to focus on your schoolwork Ally right. you can 't just go out there and work that 's for those that 's for the little people
1: <laughs> well and it's also yeah I mean anytime a parent sits there and tries to control any aspect of their Uh, kids lives then that is going to be the aspect of the life that they struggle with the most you Mm -hmm. know one of my friends uh, her mom would buy her you know whatever if she just wanted something enough at a store like a pair of shoes or something her mom would just come to the rescue and buy it for her so then I remember like in college when she was going to college I wasn't in college she never had any money she was always like she couldn't go I would like be buying her lunch and stuff for her was
0: that because she would get money and immediately spend it
1: yeah, because she was used to you know her mom coming to the rescue mm-hmm. whenever she wanted something bad enough, even if she didn't need it. And so she's just used to when she wants something, she gets it. And even though she had a job at that point and was making her own money, she still didn't know anything about saving. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really a concept for her. Sure. She was she just raised differently.
0: Right. I remember uh, buying my first Nintendo in 1988 or whenever it was 1987 something like that and i had to save up for that thing and i had to i had to do whatever chores taking out the trash or whatever my parents had me doing to make an allowance and save every bit of that up and buy my own nintendo but man was i proud of that nintendo that was my nintendo
1: my sister had a nintendo and she felt the same way about it
0: <laughs> so she bought her own nintendo then
1: i don't so. i think I, I i'll say yeah she must have saved up and bought it
0: And it was uh, something that really, you know, stuck with me, I think, for for my whole life. And I'm I'm grateful for it. And I feel bad for these young people who aren't allowed – I mean, really, all you have to do is just let them mature on their own, which is why I love the unschooling idea, uh, where you don't have some sort of structured system that the young person is being plugged into, uh, some one-size-fits-all government school, for instance, or even a private school where everything has to work in one particular way. No, you've got your – Son or daughter making their own decisions for themselves about what's important to them and what it is that they think that they should learn. But believe it or not, that actually works. Mm -hmm. Uh, The unschooling folks are really successful at what they do.
1: Well, you know, we were talking about the helicopter parents and when their kids finally get a little bit of freedom, which is what they've wanted their whole lives, I assume. They act out. And then they act out and irresponsible. It's like, well, yeah, if you've never had freedom. I mean, I think this is something that it's hard to convey to people when we talk about, uh, you know getting rid of coercion and the laws and things like people like, well, everyone's just going to act irresponsibly. It's like, well, Uh. maybe, you know, if they, uh, you know, the end of the drug war, maybe there'd be people who would act all go crazy and be irresponsible, just like these kids and who go to college and Mm -hmm. binge drink. But, Eventually, you don't end up a college student the rest of your life, you know. You you have some maybe (laughs) professional
0: students do you
1: have like a bad experience or a couple, and then you learn, and then you don't do that anymore. But if you had freedom from the beginning, you could have avoided that whole situation. Yep,
0: and if you'd had the opportunity to mature from an early age, then you wouldn't be behaving as the same as your peers do. You, uh, you know, when I like I was saying, I was working when I was 16. I was too damn busy to go out and party every weekend, like a lot of high school students uh, were doing. Uh, and so, yeah, they were having their parties, but I was making a paycheck. And by the time I got out of high school, I had $10,000 in the bank. You know, that's not bad for a for no. a high schooler.
1: Way more than I had. Yeah.
0: So, uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You are certainly welcome to share your stories. Were you babied like this? Were you one of these... Uh, Young people that were brought up in a home where everything was overprotection all the time, where mom or dad were always worrying about you. That's got to be really mm-hmm. destructive, too, to have the the constant worry factor, you know, because that that I think is uh, it'll catch. Right. Mm-hmm. So like. I'm not somebody who tries to worry about things. In fact, if worry comes into my life, I try to just put it out of my mind, try not to think about those things because there's no point in worrying. It's just a waste of your brain time. Uh, But if you're around somebody who's constantly worrying, that's going to infect you and it's going to make, you know, turn you into that. And that's also really dangerous. So, are you somebody who was brought up in one of these homes or? Are you a helicopter parent? Can you admit can you admit that you are or were perhaps a helicopter parent? Eight five five, four fifty free. You can bring up anything that you want, plus dog seat belts still on the way. Hour two's next. This is Free Talk Live. You get to bring up whatever you want. Should you wish, you may do so at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 450 3733 Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. We do it free. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian and Allie. All right, so uh, 855-453. For those of you just tuning in, we started out last hour talking about this college professor who stripped down in class screaming about there is no effing God, apparently, is what he was saying, and among other probably completely unintelligible things. And the students freaking out, running away, calling the police, the police taking 15 minutes to arrive. And that ended up leading into a discussion about how immature young people are today. A lot of them.
1: You know, and I started thinking about this more and how much of the students running out of the classroom, like that herd mentality. Mm. So like, say you're sitting in class and you're like, I could see it being like a, I don't know how to react to the situation. Maybe they all sat there for a little while and then one person like bulked out of the class. And then Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, when someone saw that, they're like, well, I don't want to be stuck in here either. Mm. And then once two people go, now it's the entire class.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we don't we weren't there so we can only speculate as to how it went. Maybe people instead of what one person getting up, maybe several people did get up at once and uh, and tried to get out at the same Pretty time.
1: Pretty unmanly, not very masculine to just like <laughs>
0: <laughs> to run away from a naked man. Uh, what I mean, the, you know, worst he's going to do is give you a hug or something like that. I don't He wasn't being violent. That's the most important point about all this. He did nothing to at least from the descriptions that we've read, he did nothing to indicate that he was in any way a threat to anyone. Uh, But nonetheless, you know, people were scared, and they acted like scared little uh, little monkeys, and they ran away, and then they complained when the police didn't get there fast enough. Well, surprise, surprise, when you call the police, they are under no obligation to come and do anything for you. Mm -hmm. They're not even under an obligation to take your call. They probably will. Just because they do something doesn't mean they're obligated to. Okay, so when, what about
1: the hover moms they weren't waiting outside the classroom right? to they,
0: should, <laughs> they totally should have been there uh, they could have scolded that man for taking his uh, his clothes off but the uh, you know in this case it's just sad it's sad to hear about all this and there's other news though about uh, government schools in this case because most colleges are government uh, indoctrination centers just a different version you can smoke cigarettes a lot more uh, there.
1: extreme versions in a lot of cases I mean to the extent that uh you know, the professors, a lot a lot of them are straight up socialists. Oh yeah. You know, like like the ones in the teachers in high school, a lot of them aren't I don't want to say not smart enough to be socialists, but haven't really explored their ideas well enough to realize their ideas are socialists. So mm. you go into college and you have like full blown self proclaimed socialists. Straight up socialist telling you, yeah. Yeah. Like saying things and because they're socialists they're even more consistent in their ideology, at least. And I think that that rubs off on a lot of people.
0: Well, so it ended up being a discussion about helicopter parents, as you mentioned, and this overprotective mentality that so many parents have and – The negative, uh, the directly obviously negative consequences of that and then maybe the less so obvious consequences of that in that you're creating timid uh, little children who should be adults who are acting like children and that does a lot of really negative things to their psyche and their mental well-being. Ross is on the line and maybe you are a helicopter parent. Maybe you can defend being a helicopter parent. We'd love to hear from you at 855 free, but you'd have to be able to accept the idea that you are an overprotective person uh, and uh, you can tell us about your experience, especially if you were overprotected growing up. And, and how did that how did that affect you? Well, There's and,
1: a line for overprotection like what I mean, a lot of these parents who consider themselves to be normal or just they're caring for their kids. I might call them overprotective.
0: Well, yeah, everybody's going to have their specifications on what they consider to be too protective. Maybe but, we should
1: be more specific.
0: Well, I, I think that uh, the to, I think to throw out the general question to people is, you know, were you overprotected? Mm -hmm. Let them make the decision as to whether or not they were overprotected. Let's go to Ross. He's listening in Arizona to uh, Free Talk Live studio cam at cam.freetalklive.com. Hey, Ross.
6: Hey, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't think I was overprotected. Uh, one thing I do disagree with you on regarding, um, so I do agree that if someone doesn't let their kid work and then forces them to, uh. I mean, sorry, and then and just give them money for whatever they want. That's a bad thing. But I, for instance, wasn't allowed to work when I was younger, but then I wasn't bought anything either.
1: How so, old were you? Uh, like, when were you allowed to work? At what age?
6: Like, when I moved
0: out. Oh, wow. I was 18. What was their reasoning for that?
6: Um, I, think, I think a lot of it was they're really not materialistic, and it made me not materialistic.
0: So the su- suggestion accident. was that uh, the only reason to work was so you could get things.
6: Uh, for the most part, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think that was one of the major reasons why now I am able to save a lot of money without wasting it on things, is because I never had it. Even though, I, like, they could, I could have had money, I could have worked, or they could have given me money.
0: Well, but I, didn't I was it. able to work, and I saved my money too. So, you know, it doesn't have to be that you work and spend a bunch of money. You can have good savings habits and be working. I think what you might have missed out on, and, and, you know, I'm sure you're well adjusted at this point, but uh, what you might have missed out on early on, and I think this is a dangerous thing for parents to do, okay, we're we're not going to let you work, and then we're just going to go ahead and turn you loose at age 18 and expect that you're going to be able to get along in the job world Mm -hmm. after having, you know, zero experience of doing the basics, because that first job – the, the most important part about it, the first job that you ever have is learning the basics of yeah. showing up on time, smiling at customers, and, you know, being a generally good uh, person on the, on the job and learning these things. If I was you,
1: so awkward my first job. Right.
0: <laughs> so, you know, you, yeah. you, you got thrown to the wolves, so to speak, uh, when you turned 18. So I guess it was good that they didn't, you know, raise you to be materialistic. What does
1: that even mean, though? Mater- what does it mean to be materialistic? I mean, well, maybe- Ross, how would you answer that?
6: I don't know. Just like, I guess I'm thinking of it more. I guess that was the wrong word for it. I guess I'm meaning more like uh, uh, spending all the money you have. I guess I'm saying it more in terms of it forced it made me not uh, desire a lot of things
0: that I would need money for. Right. I mean, you know,
6: now I don't. (sighs) Even though I'm making money now, I don't have to go out and buy. The newest iPhone or the newest right. That's
0: materialism. Materialism is the right word for that. Uh, You know, the consumer culture or materialism. The suggestion being, there's always something that uh, people who are materialistic must have. There's something that uh, they, you know, there's some sort of status symbol, for instance. Like you mentioned, the iPhone. Everyone,
1: everyone. There's always something in people's minds that they must have. That's why, you know, people. That's what they live for, anyway. But you're well, saying you, that, you know,
0: if, are you, when you say it, there's something in your mind, do you mean like food, or do you mean some sort of material item that arguably is not necessarily is not necessary for life?
1: Well, whatever your whatever your um, your goals are, whatever you're you're driven to act by. I mean, I guess materialistic would mean you're driven to work towards getting an iPhone. That's materialistic, but how right. is that any like inferior to? being driven to get that pretty girl that you like in your class?
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Or being driven uh, to be the best violinist ever or something? You know, like, why does wanting the iPhone, why is that not as good as other, those other things?
0: Ross, do you have an answer uh, for it? I,
6: not really. I, I Regarding the violinist thing, I mean, that requires, that doesn't require a ton of money. That's, I guess I'm just thinking of...
1: It's time is money, spend time.
6: I, I look around at a lot of my friends. Like, I graduated college. Actually, I want to go back real quick, because the one thing you were saying how the, the, place, the way the job thing didn't help me is, yeah, it was really hard getting my first job
8: mm-hmm. because
6: I didn't have that experience. So that is a reason to do it, to get the job. But uh, what I'm saying, though, is uh, regarding the money thing is... That a lot of my friends right now, they make around as much as I do or more, and they're living paycheck to paycheck, and yep. I'm not. And you've got good savings
5: habits.
1: Are, are you saying that maybe right. like that being younger and having money is because maybe something about being immature and having money can be difficult so that it requires I, maturity in order to have money? Just,
0: I think he's just explaining his experience, but mm-hmm. clearly his experience wasn't the same as mine because I had money and a job. And I didn't spend uh, my paychecks. I saved most all of the money that I got.
1: A lot of people will say you should get a job when you're younger so you know the value of your money.
0: Right. It just depends on your parents and you know what value system they have. And clearly, his uh, parents and Rob, thanks for uh, Ross, rather. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, apparently, his parents were of that mindset that things are bad. And so, therefore, you should not work, so you're not tempted to have money with which you can get things. And we should talk more about materialism here in moments. Your thoughts are certainly welcome as well. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. With you in the studio, it's Ian. And Allie. All right, so 855-450-FREE. You can, of course, uh, take control of the website by submitting content to it. There are a variety variety of different ways in which you can get interactive. Uh, There's also a webcam, which actually allows you to watch and interact with other listeners at the same time. We've got our Cam and the chat room built into the same page. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to see that and get interactive. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need to know about SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. You know, they, they know that the way they treat your customer at SACL reflects on you, so their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. Once again, that's Free Talk Live. Dot com look for sacral c a i now we're going to get back to your phone calls but i thought that uh, we should finish a, a brief discussion about the materialism subject that uh, ross had brought up previously because he was raised to believe that things are bad and you should not be focused on getting things and so therefore we're not going to let you have a job ross because you might have money which might encourage you to get more things
1: not just things because things is too vague but specifically uh like consumer products
0: which would pretty much be all that uh, a teenager would would be willing to purchase, right? Because odds are good they're not going to go out and and get uh, food and other materials that they might need to live. So they're going to buy consumer products. That's what uh, a lot of people are motivated by this. And you had asked him a couple of questions that kind of ended up getting no real response. Uh, Your questions kind of uh, essentially boxed him in like, well, why is it somehow better to become a p- pianist or something like that to learn a musical instrument versus to purchase an iPhone. Was that the uh, the gist of your question?
1: Well, right. Like that, I don't know. People have certain preferences about what others work towards. Mm. And I think that some of them are just kind of petty. Like I think people think that they're super deep for, you know, people bashing consumerism. I just think that that's silly because you're comparing two like... What one is driven by is more similar than they realize. Mm. You know, if if I want an iPhone, I mean, how amazing is technology and appreciating technology and encouraging it? Like, I think that there's nothing uh, better about wanting to be a famous violinist.
0: I think that you really did a good job of showing how ridiculous the anti-kind of consumerist viewpoint can be. Uh, to, fo- to suggest that one viewpoint is better than another is, I think, inaccurate. However, I think that there is something to the anti-consumerist viewpoint in that if one is obsessed with spending one's money on things to the mm-hmm. point where it's you know, perhaps detrimental – to their their well being otherwise, or what their their lives could be otherwise. You know, if you've gone, if you've got an iPhone one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> right. you, you have to have the latest generation of absolutely everything, and or you have to you know replace your uh, your clothing, your replace your apparel every single year, so you can be on the top of uh, of the trends. Right. There's some level of destructiveness, I think, that goes on there, and uh, and maybe it is simply because you just don't have a more well rounded uh, life. But then again, your point still stands that, hey, if that's what's important to somebody whatever, man, you can, right. you can go spend your money on whatever you want, but it sure is nice to have savings to fall back on right. if something does happen. So, you know, for me, I have things that are important to me that I, you know, have a goal to to purchase like equipment for the studio here. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, you have to, in, in the world in which we live, unless you're going to live the, the life of a completely, uh, what is it, ascetic person who has no, who has nothing, Uh, you then you have to have something. And, the question is, how far is too far of having those things? You know, right. obviously, you take a pack rat, for instance. You familiar with those people? Right, yes. Uh, or, a hoard, or a hoarder, as <laughs> you might call them. Yep. Uh, they've got plenty of things, and they usually don't have much money, and they obviously, you know, can't take care of themselves. So there's a certain point at which it goes too far.
1: Well, here's an argument in, uh, towards that, end, uh, I think that—I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking, like, so— Imagine if what I was using to trade my currency, imagine if, uh, if i if not spending it meant that it would actually grow in value mm, like yeah. if, if i was holding on if my dollars you know if i could spend them on a computer today or if i wait a couple months they would be worth an even nicer computer well then, that
0: much is true because computers get developed so quickly but in general well, you yeah, make okay, a good point technology. about, about yeah. how inflation actually encourages uh, spending and consumer i
1: think it really does like people complaining about consumerism they should really look at th- the currency that people are using and how it goes down in value, and this incentive structure encourages people to spend now as soon as it's possible. It's true,
0: yeah, that's absolutely right. The way the monetary system is set up in this country and all around the world encourages uh, it discourages savings and it encourages immediate spending, and and that of course discourages financial stability and encourages you know just going all. Balls to the wall, right? I mean, whatever the hell you want to, and getting in, and then worse on top of that, getting into debt, which is really the worst part about consumerism. So let me point out this, mm-hmm. and that is that if you're so obsessed with things, and as opposed to in, in bettering yourself or bettering your position in life, mm-hmm. if you're obsessed with having things you're likely to put yourself in debt so you can have those things. So it's one thing to save up, as I did for my Nintendo when I was seven years old. I was very, very proud that I was able to save you know, $107 or whatever it was. Uh, it was 100 plus $7 tax uh, to, to buy this uh, Nintendo. I was very proud of that. However, had I had the ability to go out and get a credit card, and put the Nintendo on the credit card to get it right then, to get Mm -hmm. it the first time that I thought about having it, because I've got the card, I can go out, this is how the system works, you put it on the card, then you pay it off in increments, then I would have ended up paying you know, $200 or $300 after all the, uh, you know, if I'd made the minimum payments on the the credit card. So, a consumerist who's empowered by again, this nasty financial system that we have, not just the debt of the dollars, but also Mm -hmm. the debt of uh, the credit card system will really get themselves into a Like uh, Rent a Center, for instance, and these other uh, rent to own uh, uh, stores and websites, these are really dangerous uh, places because they appeal to that consumerism. They give people who don't have the financial means to afford things like a really fancy stereo system or a nice uh, living room set to be able to have it instantaneously. All you have to do is make payments. Right. All you have to do is uh, is make payments for the rest of your life.
1: You know, I really looked out by not my attitude about all the, you know, buying something with their credit card and paying it off later like i think that you know it seems too good to be true in my mind mm-hmm. and so when i realized like i heard about people doing that and i was like that can't be real and i was like there must be some penalty for living that way and then i realized oh, like yeah there? there definitely is so <laughs> it never appealed to me to like debt there's nothing appealing to me about debt i hate owing money
0: me too That's let's go sourced. to daniel he's on the line in san francisco listening to lrn.fm hey daniel Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight?
6: Uh, just a couple of quick comments about the uh, consumerism and making money and stuff. All right. And I think the thing that gets overlooked by a lot of people in our society is that having lots of money is not about champagne and caviar. There are times when it's a matter of life and death. And the real danger that uh, the sort of consumerist attitude presents is that you train yourself and you get in the habit of spending all your resources on these sort of sickle things that ultimately mm. don't add up to very much and then you whine about not having any health care and it's like well you know there are finite resources
0: and right when the time comes and you need to uh fix yourself for something you know something breaks you get sick or whatever uh your tv isn't going to help you Uh, hang on if you'd like daniel we can bring you back for further thoughts 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line you can take control this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We give them all away. And uh, many of them allow you to get interactive with other folks. Uh, And also, if you've got a smartphone you can access our live streams quickly as well as the brand new listen lines you can go to m.freetalklive.com the new listen line number is right there at the top of the page and then of course the links to the live streams are below that as well as the software that you'll need if you don't already have it to tune into those live streams go to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com uh, as we continue here, whether you want to talk about uh, college professors stripping down naked and what you would have done uh, to materialism, to overprotection, hovering helicopter parents, uh, anything goes here tonight. And still to come, dog seatbelts uh, proposed in New Jersey. Allie's going to tell us about that. But Tom's on the line listening. We had, uh, I think it was the last gentleman dropped off during the break. So, Tom, you're with us on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
9: Uh, it's about public school and two of the hidden costs of public school. Okay. OK, when the bureaucrats down at the town hall are looking over a, uh, a site plan, they say, wait a second, you want to put in a mobile home park or you want to put in an apartment house? And the property taxes would be about $2,000 per family. That's nowhere near enough to cover the cost and of uh, putting the kids in the schools that we expect would be living there. OK, so what they do is they say, we'll have these, big house lot requirements. They use zoning restrictions to prevent people from acquiring a legal residence within the town limits and thereby prevent them from putting their kids in the government-run schools and thereby control the school taxes that way mm. with zoning restrictions. So that means that in order to have a roof over your head, you've got to buy twice as much real estate yeah. or you've got to compete with the other tenants a very limited number of apartments that are available.
1: So you're saying right? that the huge costs associated with <clears throat> maintaining a public school have you know what their cities then required to sort of or put in a situation where they can't have low income or not low mm-hmm. income housing but like housing that's really affordable for people like me <laughs> because yep. I'm not enough uh, tax revenue for them basically.
9: That's one of the things. I call it the zoning tax and it is motivated uh, in order to cut down to to control the school taxes, which could be eliminated altogether just by doing away with the public schools but the the other issue is that when you 're trying to pay all these taxes and the, the zoning tax on top of the property taxes, and finally the boss says, "We have a job for you making fifty percent more money than you 're making right now we 'll put you on as a supervisor on the overnight shift." Oh, the overnight shift. I won't be able to get my kids to the government-run indoctrination center according to the schedule that's convenient to those bureaucrats. We're supposed to plan our whole lives around the convenience of the bureaucrats. bureaucrats. Mm -hmm. Sure,
0: yeah. You'll go to court when they say you'll go to court. You'll send your kids to school when they say you'll send your kids to school.
9: And you have to turn down job offers Mm -hmm. if the, the hours that you'd have to work do not happen to fit the schedule. I mean, look at all the money, more money people could be making if it wasn't for government run indoctrination centers. And the reason that you have to do that is because look what would happen. I mean, and also try winning a child custody battle when you're working the overnight shift. Because, oh, yeah. that you can't put your kids in school at 11 o'clock at night and then drive to work to get there by midnight. You can't do that but but right. uh, if if it was a free market then of course just like the convenience store selling milk and uh, gasoline down the street they'd be available 24 hours a day. Some
0: people would say but, that's abusing children if uh, if they're going to if they're staying up late.
9: Oh, but then they would get to sleep. In the daytime, just like mom and dad would be sleeping in the daytime if they worked the overnight shift. Who? Oh,
0: I agree with you, Tom. I think you make a great yeah. point tonight. Thank you for uh, for calling eight uh, five five four fifty free. I'm just saying what the the first objection right. out of uh, an overprotective parents' mouths would be. Well, oh, that's inappropriate. Children should be, uh, be awake during the daytime. I
1: don't really, I don't really like the idea of you know, I don't like that kids have to bend to their parents' schedule so much. Like you know, if if you're the type of person that. Uh, has to work the night shift and that's the only way you can possibly afford to have kids then maybe you shouldn't be having kids in the first place although yeah but as you said during one of the breaks 50 percent of pregnancies are unplanned so right. i mean i guess people are just sort Oops. of forcing situations so i mean it's all about it's relative to what your options are and if your only option is to you know i mean what would be better for the kid to um You know, whatever, get some schooling at night and be able to spend time with mommy and daddy or whatever, you know, sleep with them during the day. Who knows? I mean, I think the kids should be able to choose where they want to grow up and stay, you know. Most kids are going to choose their parents because so, yeah. they just have a natural attraction to those people. But if their parents' lifestyle is so terrible that the kid re- really just rather stay with someone else, then they should have that option too.
0: Like his 31-year-old teacher. According to HuffingtonPost.com, a high school teacher in Bryant, Arkansas, is accused of having sex with one of her, one of her uh, students on multiple occasions, sometimes in the school's parking lot. Ooh, hot. KTV reports that Courtney Spear, age 31, turned herself in on Tuesday after police began to investigate the allegations. She has also resigned from her position as an English teacher at Bryant High School. Police said Spear's victim is 17-year-old, a 17-year-old former student of hers. The wife and mother is accused of having sex with the teen four times in the parking lot and at least twice at Spears' Benton, Arkansas home. According to KTV, the relationship allegedly began in June. Lieutenant Kevin Russell with the Benton Police Department told KHTV... Quote, to hear hear this about a teacher who's in a position of trust over students is not just from a law enforcement perspective, but from a parent's perspective, it's kind of disheartening.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's just so common. How many times have we heard stories like this? And it starts to make me wonder about kids I went to school with and them flirting with the teachers. And, like, that was very common. You know, if you had a hot teacher, then... The students are all trying to <laughs> flirt with them and the teachers would like get off on it. They would love that. And I wonder how many of them were actually like
0: doing something about yeah. it. Yeah. That's a good question. I'm
1: sure they were. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: The station reports the school resource officers alerted authorities about alleged uh, the alleged inappropriate relationship spear who received 2 out of 5 a 2 out of 5 rating for overall quality on ratemyteacher.com faces six charges of sexual assault that could net her 6 to s- 30 years in prison if convicted.
1: So Rate My Teacher is like a site where people can rate how well the teacher educates their students? Or do you rate more than even that?
0: Uh, you can go there. I've been to it before, and it is a site for students, I believe, to rate teachers. So, Rate are, their are performance
1: different... in bed? or. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I highly doubt that. It no, could it's, have
1: multiple uses.
0: No, it gives. Uh, I think the intention of the website is to give students a heads up about you know who's next. Because I I don't know if you remember this when you were in school, but uh, I remember that you know before the next school year, you'd hear things about the the next batch of teachers and you know which was mm-hmm. the worst and which was the best. And it's like so, a
1: reputation yeah, counter.
0: that's exactly what the uh, the website is. But whenever one of these stories comes out, it's it's always interesting how people react to it because in this case. It's one of those stories where the teacher's a female, the student's a male. And frequently the reaction of many people to this, probably mostly males, is, yeah, way to go, dude. Right. But if it were a 31-year-old teacher who's a male and a 17-year-old female student— Mm -hmm. Then it would be, oh, you took advantage of her, and she is just a little girl, and she doesn't know anything, and how dare you? You rapist. Mm Mm-hmm. Now they're still charging this woman, so I mean she's still facing criminal charges. But I'm just talking about the reaction of how right. people look at this, and uh, and how I think unfair that is. It, it suggests that uh, somehow sexual uh, activity for males at a teenage age is completely okay and something to be uh, proud of, while uh, young females should be ashamed of being sexually active at that, at that age.
1: Yeah, it's like we're all still stuck in high school. I well, mean, this guy was in high school. I know, but that's but people's reaction to it, adults' reaction to it like you were just saying mm-hmm. i mean uh to to think that well you know how boys will be boys but right. women should you know uh just keep their virginity until they're married yeah or you're something.
0: better than you're better than having sex Allie. you yeah. teenage who girls who do you think
1: these boys are, are having sex with
0: right 855 free. that's the Saquel cai toll free line and to call him her victim is so insulting <laughs> it's such an insult to people who are really actually raped one 450 free That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Share your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. this is free talk live and the toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll-free line join us online over at freetalklive.com enjoy the features that are waiting for you there we have the shrine of female listeners with dozens of Ladies who have sent in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. You can go to freetalklive.com, actually shrine.freetalklive.com to see the lady listeners. And if you are a lady listener of the show, you may become part of the Shrine by uh, following the instructions you'll find on the page there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins allow anyone, including you, to be able to send and receive payments with and to anywhere in the world. It is mathematically impossible for bitcoins to be counterfeited or inflated. You cannot, the government cannot block you from sending or receiving your payments. And it's impossible for them to freeze your account. You are in control of your money for the first time, mm, oh, ever. And you can go learn more over at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. And if you're careful about it, Bitcoins can even be used anonymously as well, which opens up some very interesting financial opportunities for you. So uh, learn more at WeUseCoins.org. And when you're ready to get yourself some Bitcoins, you can go to BitInstant.com. And then you can buy them with cash at your local CVS or Walmart. Anywhere there's a uh, MoneyGram phone, you can buy Bitcoins, which means... Something like oh a million locations around the world in thirty different countries, uh plus lots of banks as well. There are a number of bank locations you can go and deposit at you can use dwala online uh, so plenty of different ways for you to turn those federal reserve notes into something that may actually become and i think I think it would already be ag- argued that it is revolutionizing how I would finances are definitely moving. say that. It's incredible. Bitcoin just keeps getting better as more new services come out for it. And the price reflects how useful it is. Last I looked, it was $13 per Bitcoin. And that was uh, a couple days ago. But that was a peak. Like, it's at Mm -hmm. a 12-month high right now.
1: Yeah, it started, like, initially it went way up and I started getting worried because it went down and I realized that sort of happens with Mm, uh, these new things, you know, the first bump. There was a real big spike. It's been, like, healthily climbing, I think. It has. And you don't know what's going to happen
0: tomorrow. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. But I think it's important to get uh, money out of one form, like, to not have it in just that one Federal Reserve note form and to have it in other Mm -hmm. things like gold. Or silver and i think bitcoin is a very very viable option because unlike gold and silver bitcoin you can use it online instantly you don't have to Mm -hmm. package it you don't have to ship it you don't have to weigh it uh there's no you know process that surrounds it it's just you punch in how many of them you want to send to somebody put in their address and click the button it's that's it and there's no fees that are involved either so it makes it really easy and affordable No, we're talking about a story out of uh, Bryant, Arkansas, and I posted the link over on our Facebook and Twitter uh, a moment ago asking the question, why is there a discrepancy in perception between male and female teens having sex with teachers? Because that's what we've got again in the news now. I can
1: tell you the reason. I mean, I don't think it's right, but it's because men are... Uh, I mean, let's face it. Men are stronger than women. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you could find a woman that is stronger. I'm sure I'm. You could find a dude that I'm stronger than. But uh, yeah, I mean, you might be able to take me in an arm wrestle. I'm sure I could, Ian.
0: But <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're talking about in generals here. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that like men in general, uh, it's easier to overpower someone. Now you have to look at the situation, though. I mean, there's also I mean, there's going to there's I'm sure most of the time when it's a teacher having sex with a student um, and they're getting caught that it was consensual that the girl. Yeah, wanted for it. sure. I mean, and that's what a lot of girls are into. They like the authority figure. They mm. like that. I know girls like that.
0: So that's one of the things you were asking a moment ago was, you know, what was really going on in your high school? Were, were there things like this uh, that were were transpiring? Because I'm sure
1: they had like the football coaches teaching health classes. I mean, come on. Seriously? You don't think that anything's going on there? Like
0: I don't know. Well, I'll I tell you. I'm sure there was. I was completely was. unaware of those matters in, <laughs> in high school. So were you ever attracted to one of your teachers?
1: Oh, yeah. I was attracted to plenty of my teachers, but I wasn't attracted to them because they're authority figures. Mm-hmm. But some of them were just like nice guys. And- what were
0: they like, younger uh, teachers or were there...
1: Yeah, like interns and stuff, Mm -hmm. especially like the, you know, guy straight out of college that came to intern for our class. Like a lot of them were attractive, but it was like it wasn't like I was the only chick that thought he was cute. Right. It would be, you know, pretty well established that he was a hottie.
0: So there was only one that I can think of uh, when I was in high school. and She was a substitute teacher and her name was uh, Ms. Flagler and there were all manner of jokes that doesn't about that does not sound very yeah, hot <laughs> there were uh, all manner of jokes about her name and no she was a very attractive uh younger uh lady probably in her mid 20s or something like that mm-hmm. and and of course you know amongst the uh, the male population of the the class there was quite a bit of talk about uh, about miss flackler in that p- particular case and so you know clearly these teenagers are their hormones are racing. Uh, they are absolutely thinking about sexual things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they're talking about. And You wanted to flag her? Exactly. You're getting the, the jokes already. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, the, these... Young teen, you know, teenagers are talking about these things. It's not like that this woman has corrupted this 17-year-old, that uh, this 31-year-old teacher has, has done something to this 17-year-old that he hasn't imagined doing uh, 200 times before it actually She's happened.
1: She's making his dreams come true.
0: Well, that's what a lot of people will look at, and they'll say, well, that's why a lot of guys, older guys, will look at this and say, oh, congratulations, buddy, you did it. Right. Uh, but if it were a 17-year-old female student— the, the she's making
1: the high school coaches dreams come true too.
0: I see that, and that's you know that's a nice thing that for you to say, but most people don't look at it that way. They see it as oh, she's being taken advantage of. And that's what they're saying about this seventeen-year-old boy in this case. Like the official perspective on this from the police and all that is, he was—he's a victim. He's been taken advantage of. In fact, he was victimized four times in that woman's car. It's like, and at her house.
1: It's the audacity to just look at a situation and just be able to tell without even having to talk to the people involved, right? Just and, by his age, and just look at—yeah, as if you could just take, oh, uh, you know, male and female, look at the age difference, and just know that there's a victim. Well, without even talking to the people, you can right. somehow know that.
0: And, I, you know, I wish there were a little bit more in this story as far as how did how do they get caught is really, you know, kind of an interesting question. Oh, because of the cameras
1: he, all over the place, I'm sure.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, I remember. Well, obviously, things are different from when I was in high school back in the 90s, but we didn't have any cameras in our parking lot, uh, for instance. We I mean, did. If, they're in the parking lot. They're in their car. Maybe it was cameras. Seems unlikely. Usually Maybe it's rumors. somebody's big mouth. Yeah. You, usually it's probably that this 17-year-old uh, male was unable to keep his mouth shut about what he was doing and uh, blabbed to his friends who Can then you told imagine their how, parents.
1: How difficult it would be to not tell someone about that?
0: Mm. As, as a teenager? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, RateMyTeacher.com is where you can go and, I guess, uh, see the ratings. You were looking at her ratings. What was it that one of them said? Uh, this is Courtney Spear from Bryant, Arkansas, is the teacher in question here.
1: Yeah, I think it said...
0: She'd have sex with anything that moves or something?
1: Yeah, basically. That was, like, the only <laughs> comment under her name.
0: I wonder if that comment was placed after this news story. Are they yeah, that's dated? a good
1: question. Do you I know did, if there's I, dates on them? I don't you... think it was.
0: So, yeah, was that comment placed after this news story hit? Which, by the way, this is fresh news. It just came out yesterday. Uh, So your thoughts are certainly welcome on this. And why is there the discrepancy? Why is it okay for a teenage male to have sex with his 31-year-old teacher, but not a teenaged female to do that?
1: I think that it looks disgraceful for the... I don't know, because I think people... Like, they're not going to like the situation either way. Either uh, they don't like that the guy was getting the innocent girl to have sex, Mm -hmm. or... They don't like that the girl would be so promiscuous as to have sex with, you know, her teacher.
0: I think there's uh, some projection going on. I think that they don't like that they weren't the guy. Maybe. Ultimately, I don't think they'll ever admit to it. I think that, uh, you know, I think that's what's actually going on there. But that's just, you know, I'm just being skeptical here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. But the real, the worst part about this is this one's facing uh, three decades of her life in prison. And she's not the only person who's gone through this. I mean, you get the, uh, was it Mary Kay Letourneau, I believe was her name, uh, back in the 1990s, had sex with her student at one point, got caught, went to prison for it. He was waiting for her when she got out, by the way. Uh, They ended up having sex. God, did she have sex with him in prison or something like that? I forget. There was like some other twist to the story, but uh, she got knocked up by him. And, oh, I did
1: hear about this. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then you know, he stuck with her. Like they started, they created a relationship when he was in high school as as her teacher. She gets out of prison. They're still together. Last uh, last we reported on it several years ago. After after she had gotten out, he was still there waiting for her, and they're still together, and they have a kid. That's beautiful. Yeah, except she had to go to prison. <laughs> yeah. You know, to, to to prove that they really were in love. Well, to prove absence they...
1: makes a heart grow fonder. Ian. I suppose it can. It maybe helped their relationship.
0: You, you, you might be right about that. Maybe if that uh, maybe if she hadn't gone through all of that and they hadn't gone through that uh, that difficulty as it's well, like Romeo and Juliet, that they wouldn't have been brought together. Forbidden you know, you, love. You make a uh, a, a persuasive point. 1-855-453. That's the cycle C A I toll free line. And then this poor woman is facing years in prison, six to thirty years in prison with real criminals people who really have raped other people without consent because to me that's what rape is. Yeah. It's no consent. Our three's next. Your thoughts are welcome. Free talk.
9: In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free 855-450-FREE the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com with you tonight. It's Ian. And Allie. Uh, so we'll go to your, right to your phone calls here. For those of you just tuning in, we've been talking about, well, I think the overarching theme has been teachers. Uh, one, in the, uh, the first hour of the show, stripped down naked in class and started screaming about how there is no God, according to him, and uh, other unintelligible things. Apparently, he was screaming his well, uh, freaking the students out uh, to the point where they stormed out of the class and were calling the police and cowering in fear of this man and his nakedness, I guess. Kind of led to a discussion about uh, responsibility and young people and hovering helicopter parents. And we ended up on a woman who is 31 years old, teacher at at, uh, Bryant High School, apparently Bryant, Arkansas's high school, where she victimized a 17 year old uh, what is described as a former student of hers now i think that's written as of like today he's his her former former student but at the time he probably was her student which is why she's being charged with six counts of sexual assault that could net her six to 30 years in prison if wow. convicted let's go to john listening in carson city nevada listening to lrn.fm hey john uh, Hi hi hey what's on your mind tonight
8: Uh, Well, I think it's, uh, I don't think these people should be charged with crimes for, you know, having sex with kids of these age. Now, if you want to fire them as teachers, you know, that makes that makes sense to me. That's not sure. necessarily that's not an appropriate relationship to have with a student.
0: No, and you certainly don't want to be, uh, you know, be accused of uh, doing favors for one student or another because of some sort of relationship. Uh, that's Absolutely it really,
8: not. You yeah. don't want students being put in that position, thinking that that's you know an appropriate way to gain approval.
0: Right. So, uh, so what else do you want to share on this?
8: Well, my my uh, other thought is I think I, I think I understand why it's frowned on much more with the man uh, with the female student than, mm. the, than the woman with the male student. Why? And I think it's a, it's a throwback to a time not that long ago when sex was a lot more expensive for young women than for young men. Uh, for, for a woman, I mean, if she ended up with a child, that could be very mm. expensive to her. If she, you know, if she damaged her reputation, it could hurt her marriage prospects. But for uh, but for a young man, it, it really wouldn't leave a mark on him permanently.
1: It's still sort of that way, at least if you want to relate it to, like, STDs. As far as I know, I mean, women are much more susceptible to being hurt from STDs mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. The nature of sex, the woman is sort of in a more vulnerable situation, at least the way I see it.
0: Okay.
8: Yeah, I didn't know that about STDs. But, yeah, sex is, is still much more expensive to the, to the woman. And, you know, the, still pregnancy is, you know, is a very high cost to a woman and not a high cost to a man at all.
1: Mm -hmm. And they try to offset that by having, uh, you know, child support legislation, but uh, that kind of skews things in a, or perverts things even more in a strange way because uh, it obviously doesn't keep people from having unexpected uh, pregnancies as, as we've seen. Uh, I mean, I don't really know the comparisons of that, but you know, before, they had child support legislation. Mm-hmm. Was there m- more unexpected pregnancy? I no, don't know. I
0: don't think so. <laughs> I think people I are going to do I what think, they're going to well, do when it comes to sex. the
8: thing holding pregnancies down now is birth control, obviously, but for sure. beyond that, I really wouldn't know.
0: So, uh, John, uh, thank you for sharing. Anything else on your mind?
1: No, that's it. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate hearing thank from you tonight. Ellie.
0: Thanks for the thoughts. 855-450-FREE. I
1: do agree to, you know, a large extent, I guess, that... As far as sex goes, I think that uh, maybe this attitude is reflective of people 's feelings that maybe women are more vulnerable mm. in, in sex than men. What do you think about that
0: i think that it's i think it 's an insult uh, I, you know to suggest that oh you you teenage girls don 't know what you 're doing, and I think that uh, my, from my conversations with an ex girlfriend of mine. Uh, she absolutely was aware of herself sexually at a at a young age, a fairly young age, and uh, you know I I'm not going to discount what she said. I'm not going to just oh well, you didn't know what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not her, so I'm not going to to say I know better uh, than than what she knew. I sure as hell didn't know anything about it uh, as a as a teenage male. I mean, I had no relationships whatsoever What you know, until I was like 17. I had a date with a girl once or whatever at that point. But I had absolutely, I mean, for, throughout most of my high school career, no relationships, uh, no sort of uh, action beyond first base. You know, that's about it. So I was completely in the dark about that. But well, you know, not, my experience was not necessarily the same as my peers.
1: I'm not suggesting that uh, girls having these girls that have sex with their teachers are... Uh, you know, they don't know what they're doing sexually or they don't know what sex is or that they're not, you know, into it. I think that a lot of them are into it. I don't know what their motivations are, why they choose their teacher over, you know, a boy in their class. Um, you know, maybe they're like, maybe they recognize that older men have more experience and that's what they're looking for. But a lot of them are maybe doing it for validation. Maybe a Who lot knows? of them are doing it because of weird things with their father. Maybe they didn't have a dad or maybe their dad is super authoritarian and sort of like a little Oedipus complex going on there. Mm-hmm. They like that. They're turned on by that. And so the teacher that's like that, that's what they want.
0: All of those things can be true. And they probably are. So your thoughts are certainly welcome as well at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And again, this woman facing six to 30 years in prison for having sex with a 17-year-old male. They call him her victim. Um, I wonder if he's going to testify at the trial. I-, I wonder if he feels like he was victimized. because Would they ultimately- let him? would would they let him um i don't yeah i mean obviously if he wanted to testify against her they would let him do that
1: well if he wanted to testify against her i'm sure but if he wanted to go up there and say no, I'm not a victim, if they'd be like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You're yeah, only 17.
0: Yeah, if he did go up and try to say something like that, it wouldn't matter anyway, because they would tell the jury to ignore the testimony and they would say, you need to judge this based on the law. And I don't have the law for Arkansas in front of me, but my board op pulled up uh, Alabama. A lot of states have a number of uh, laws that actually prohibit specifically teachers from having sex with students. So even in a state in which uh, this, the age of consent is 16, Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is in Arkansas. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, even if even if it was legal for him to be having sex, if it was with an uh, with an with a teacher or someone working for the school system, then it would still be a felony for that person.
1: See, I don't. I mean, I don't really see necessarily a problem with. I don't know. I don't see. I don't like public or government institutions making up rules about who can have sex with who. But, I mean, if it was a private institution, like, you know, a lot of workplaces, they don't allow their employees to fraternize with one another, let alone have sex with one another. And I think it's okay to be like, you know, this is a professional relationship and you mm-hmm. do not hang out with this person in any other capacity than a professional relationship. Um, I'm actually surprised that there's not more uh, coercive uh, you know, sexual stuff going on between teachers and students because of the coercive environment of the public schools. You know, that's
0: a good point. No, you never hear about that
1: you never Isn't that hear that weird? I mean, you hear about it with Catholic priests, like, right. the, you know, it's the authority figure, and they take sort of this...
0: Well, then they are taking advantage of, you know, right. a very, very young person. But
1: maybe and... that's because they're celibate, and so that kind of... Uh, they're messed up, yeah, yeah for sure. N- makes them weird sexually, and so maybe since that element's not there, it's not as common. Well, yeah,
0: and the, then they also have the authoritative position of, well, I'm in touch with God, and God says that you need to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and that'll really, you know, screw up that situation, but... You know that's an interesting point. Whenever you see the student-teacher sex stories, it's always consensual. You you almost never. I don't. I don't even recall ever seeing. I'm sure it happens. Uh Clearly, rape is going to happen, Um, but you don't ever see those stories. And uh, so, they certainly don't seem to be as common as the consensual sex between these people.
1: Yeah, I mean, you hear about bullying in schools. You hear about coercion in schools. I mean, the government schools in their very nature are coercive. but yeah, you just you just don't hear about it as much as you would think. Uh, but you would think that in that environment that it would be. Although, I mean, you guys were talking about spanking one night, and that's sort of like a small scale of rape, I think. Spanking. Spanking in schools, like oh and, and, right, as um, punishment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're like it's certainly a violation of your personal space. That there are a lot of schools in public. Uh, sorry, public I wouldn't call in that Texas. rape,
0: but I would call it a, a, an aggressive violation. Of- I
1: think it's molestation.
0: You know, that's an interesting question. I mean, it, is it molestation to be spanked? Uh, not consensually? Uh,
1: I, I think so. I mean, if someone like... It's
0: certainly an assault. 855-450-FREE. Whether it's sexual or not is another question. one 855 free Free Talk Live.
9: If you want to move to the free state And you're looking for some real estate Well, I know a guy who's really great It's the realtor Mark Warden do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. Porcupinerealestate.com.
0: is free talk live dial in toll free bring us anything you want toll free at 855-450-FREE that number brought to you by SACL cool, cai one 450 3733 and with you tonight it's ian and ali and you can join us online over at freetalklive.com we've got a bunch of features we give them away to you including news updates you can get signed up we'll uh, send you emails whenever there's something you need to know about free talk live also Twitter and Facebook which are great ways to interact with uh, the program during the show we'll send out uh, tweets and Facebook updates during the program linking to some of the news items that we're talking about asking questions of folks online to get their opinions on the issues of course the best way to share your opinion is to get on the phones at 855 free. but maybe you're timid about talking on the radio uh, and you only want to to talk in a you know kind of i guess it's not really quite an indirect manner but a, a less personal manner how about that uh online you can do that through our twitter and facebook uh, profiles for instance i asked the question on uh twitter and facebook why the discrepancy in perception between male and female teens having sex with teachers Well the response J- uh, jason says in the parking lot classy Seriously, though, looking at the lineup of headshots, mugshots of teachers who've been convicted of having relations with minors, it begs the question, what are mostly relatively attractive teachers doing going after kids? I understand that it could be a psychological thing, but aside from that, I have a hard time believing that these women can't find dates with men their own age. Cougars. Or at least above the age of consent. What do you think about that, Allie?
1: Cougars. That's what they like. Okay.
0: And is there something wrong with that? No. Okay, that's that's kind of how I feel. Like I mean, maybe maybe they're sick of men their own age. Maybe maybe they are the kind of women who like showing men the ropes. Isn't that kind of what a cougar's into?
1: Yeah, like an experience, let me show you how it's done sort right. of thing. Right. Although that, I know, that
0: she gets off on, on showing a young man that. I've
1: met a couple cougars, and I don't really get along well with them for some reason. But
0: <laughs> That's because yeah. you're competition.
1: Oh, is that the reason?
0: You haven't figured that out yet? Why don't
1: they want to show me the ropes?
0: Well, I mean, I suppose there could be a female lesbian cougar <laughs> out there. If, you, if that's what you're looking for, Allie, I'm sure that... That is uh, not what
1: I'm looking for. We can
0: find a lady for you. <laughs> that wouldn't be hard to do. Uh, so you can comment as well. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, there's different ways to do that. You can go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. In. Uh, for any of those, it's news.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Mike. He's listening in Oklahoma City to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hey, Mike.
10: Hi, Ian. I, wa- I watched something last night that I found kind of interesting, and it was a, a short movie on YouTube, and it was about what's happening in Iran and the, the guy that made this movie he it's his theory that Iran is no longer selling their oil for the dollar and they're only accepting that currency called the dinar which I guess is the uh the new currency in Iraq I'm not really sure but um I just I was just trying to put some things together about about what's going on in Iraq and that if if Iran is trying to sell their oil and get payment that is not the world's reserve currency. That's really going to upset things, and that's why they're pushing to, uh, you know, they're pushing a war in Iran. Yeah. And the other thing that was interesting is he was talking about the countries that were not part of the International Monetary Fund, and it was Iraq, Libya, Iran, Afghanistan, and maybe two others, and that was it. And uh, and that's where the United States is. So this when this thing that's going on with the dollar and the devaluation of the dollar. I mean, I understand that in order for the dollar to keep working, there has to be as much debt as there was last year, you know, in the last fiscal year, in order for this this system that we have that's based on debt. Mm. But what do you think about that, about uh, Iran not selling their oil for the, for, uh, the world reserve currency, and that's kind of going to upset the apple cart.
0: That's old news, though, right? I mean, I remember hearing about that a couple of years ago.
10: Well, it's, it's uh, right, but I, the things that are happening in Iran are not old news. I mean, that's headline news
0: today. You know, sure, what, sure. But I'm just saying, like, it's been. A, it's not like they just stopped accepting the dollar yesterday. Uh, they they stopped it a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And so, and I'd heard that that the reasons for it were the same at the at the time, and that was what was one of the reasons why the U S. government was uh, was prepping up for a fight with them.
1: Well, I mean, the U S. has brought it upon themselves. I mean, it's a form of blowback.
0: But you're right. I mean, if the uh, if countries around the world begin to reject the dollar, uh, as many of them have, I mean, certainly China is uh, less interested in in the dollar at this point, uh, as well as other other places. You know, it's no longer it's quickly becoming not the world's reserve currency. I wouldn't say it's it it still is probably in most places, but uh, it's going that's going to change. And uh, and that does put the, uh, you know, the U.S. government and their bureaucrats and their finance, their finances in a very precarious uh, state. You're right about that.
10: Yeah, I mean I mean imagine if the, if more countries imagine if they all start saying well the the dollar is no longer what we're interested in. I mean everything will come crumbling and falling apart for the uh the banking cartels. I mean that's what that's what's holding them up is this fake dollar.
0: Well, one of the reasons why to uh, diverse you know diversify yourself out of the out of the dollar. I mean, we're not going to probably see secession anytime soon, but that sure would be nice. You you know a gr- great way to help get people away from a dollar is to end the political alignment that they have with the country in the first place. And can you imagine what would happen if New Hampshire declared independence from the United States and started to use even if it was a state-based uh, currency that was gold and silver, but you know markets uh, market-based currencies like gold and silver or Bitcoin or whatever else might come out of that uh it would be huge especially if one of the u.s states walked away from it
9: yeah
10: and the states in the pre-civil war days all issued their own currency is that not correct
0: i can't say for sure that all of them did but uh it's probably that's probably a true statement i'm not a historian so i don't have that uh you know those answers where's tom woods the (laughs) the tip of my tongue uh but uh mike anything else you wanted to share tonight
10: yeah just one question your opinion on something if if things were to go get much, much worse than they are and the dollar did, quote, collapse and it wasn't worth anything anymore. What do you see happening? Like there would be a bank holiday and then the banks would open up again and say, well, whatever money's in your account, we're going to exchange it for something new like the Amero. I mean, how,
9: how feasible
10: is that?
0: That's an excellent question. It's always been my suggestion that these people who are running the Federal Reserve and the folks that are connected to them are very, very smart, Uh, They absolutely have contingency plans and they absolutely have, you know, some aces up their sleeve. There's
1: nothing they can do about it, though. I think that the dollar collapsing is just inevitable. I don't know what makes the U.S. dollar any different than any other currency, which has been based in the same sort of financial system, which is a uh, big scam, basically, which benefits just a couple of wealthy people. They're basically uh, usurping the wealth. And then the people at the bottom, which is us... Uh, we all go down with the dollar unless we are wise up and we invest in other things like precious metals.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to take care of yourself and you should start doing it now. That way, if something does go horribly, horribly wrong in a very fast manner, because things are going wrong now. Uh, Inflation is happening now and the dollar is devaluing right now. It's just that it's going over time so it's not all hitting at once and it's easier for people to adjust to it. If it does start to speed up, then all of a sudden you're right. People are going to start running on the banks and that's going to cause problems and there could be some sort of, you know, chaos uh, in the streets over over that. So to to prepare yourself in advance uh as much as possible financially to shield yourself from the effects of of hyperinflation is always a good idea. I don't know if I've answered your question.
10: Yeah, you did. I that's all I had for the night though.
0: Thanks Mike for the call. Oh, hey, while we still got you, what do you think about the uh the teacher and the student story? Did you hear that one yet? Or you're on XM? Yeah. Yeah, I'm
10: on XM. I I, I was listening to it there on the phone while I was on hold, but um I think that this is the honest truth, and I don't—I don't mean to sound like a pervert or anything, but I think that uh, the fact of the matter is, youngsters got stamina.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, Mike. Because the question was, uh, you know, why uh, somebody else on Facebook had asked the question, you know, why are these uh, hot teachers going after, or what his opinion was, attractive teachers going after these students? And uh, our board op points out that uh, men are in their prime at around, eight, around age eighteen, whereas women are in their prime uh, in their thirties. So
1: mm-hmm. I have heard that
0: biologically they're completely compatible it's free talk live
1: this program is brought to you by freekeen.com freekeen.com features audio video and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard freekeen.com
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up anything that you want. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line with you tonight. It's Ian. And Allie. 855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all of the features that you'll find there. We've got listening options and a bunch of them. We've got live streams, three different ones. Broadband, midband, and narrowband, so different size bit rates for different internet connection speeds. One of them will probably work very well for you. Uh, so go to listen.freetalklive.com to find those. Also on the listen page, you'll find a list to our, a link to our list of over 110 radio stations that air the show at various times throughout the week on AM and FM across the country. We also have uh, two satellite listening choices for you. We've got XM satellite radio, where we are heard all seven nights per week. In addition to that, there's our free to air Ku band channel uh, plus the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. And by the way, the listen line numbers are brand new. The old numbers are broken. Uh, They're still kind of working, but it's pretty much unlistenable on the old numbers. So please use the new numbers that you can find at listen.freetalklive.com. Also on our mobile site at m.freetalklive.com, you can find those listen line numbers there. Uh, so let's go to the phones, and we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Oh, yeah. And speaking about uh, protecting your finances, we talked about gold and silver a moment ago. We've talked about Bitcoin a number of times, but gold and silver, you know, the thing about Bitcoin is it's new, and a lot of people are afraid of things that are new. I think gold, I think Bitcoin's exciting. I've got a number of them for myself. I think they're really great, and I'm a huge fan of Bitcoin, but I also have some silver and a little bit of gold because yeah. uh, I can't really afford much gold, but I, I do like the silver. It's something that I can afford, and it's shiny. You can pretty. get a
1: very I have a very tiny amount of gold just to say I can ha- I have gold. Just so you have some gold, yeah.
0: sure. And <laughs> uh and so if you want to get some gold and silver for yourself, these are historically great ways to protect yourself against yep. inflation.
1: They've been a r- long they've been around longer than cockroaches.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, I guess that's true. And I've never heard that one before. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if that makes them valuable, but they're valuable because uh, they're useful. Gold and silver are valuable because uh, they're, you know, people do like them because they're shiny, but ultimately they're useful in industrial applications. They're Uh,
1: divisible. Yes. And they're shiny.
0: And uh, so people and people like them, and historically they've been used for money for a long time. So they've got that they've got that factor going for them that the bitcoins don't. Is mm-hmm. people recognize these commonly as valuable, and so having them can be very useful, especially in the event of inflation. Uh, considering that over time gold and silver have historically kept their value in comparison to fiat currency. So if you look at, uh, I think the classic example is a fine suit of clothes or even a gallon of gasoline. But if you look at uh, an ounce of gold or an ounce of silver, you'll tend to find that an ounce of one of those things will buy about the same thing as it would have bought a hundred years ago so the classic example is a fine suit of clothes a fine suit of clothes in the uh you know the 1700s would have cost an ounce of gold a fine suit of clothes would have cost an ounce of gold in the 1800s and a fine suit of clothes you know clothes would have cost an ounce of gold yesterday see
1: that's surprising to me because i would have thought was like the industrial revolution that clothes would get cheaper
0: that is true. I mean, like I I bought a, a fa- fancy suit coat mm-hmm. thing for like 100 bucks over at, at JC Penney. But generally, yeah. you can still get a very nice suit for a, a I it's suit. not it's not an example that holds once you get down to the nitty-gritty yeah. of how the market works and you know there's different levels of what's considered good clothes and all that. Uh but over time these things hold their value while government currencies continue to inflate. That's cuz the government can't print gold.
1: Yep. There's a fine added amount.
0: So go to gold.freetalklive.com, and once again, you can order, order your gold and silver. Through that link. Uh, it's our our folk, our friends over at Midas Resources, who are one of the companies that has been behind the show for a long time. They're actually the company that owns our syndicate. So, the radio uh, company that puts us on the satellite for all the stations that pick up this show is owned by that gold dealership, Midas uh, Resources. So, you can again hook, hook up with uh, some great gold and silver pieces through them, hand selected, great deals over at gold.freetalklive.com. 855 450 free, the SACLE CAI toll free line. Natasha writes on our Facebook, she's got a pretty strong opinion about this uh, this lady, 31-year-old teacher, female teacher, who had sex with her 17-year-old student, although some are suggesting that they may have had sex after the school year was over, when he had graduated, which would technically mean that she wasn't his teacher at that mm-hmm. time. But there's some question as to when the the sex actually occurred. Uh, either way, she's looking at 30 years in prison, and Natasha says on the Facebook profile, she says, there's something mentally off with these women it would be safe to assume some sort of sexual abuse took place in their lives at some point. These women, and I use this term loosely, because real women wouldn't give give these kids no life's experience for better judgment. The time of day, a student is a student, period. Hell, the frontal lobe of their brains aren't fully functional for guys that age for another five or six years.
1: <laughs> I Fine. Like, I like how people talk about frontal lobe of their brain being developed. That I don't know. I think that's like nonsense when people talk about that. Well, for one thing, the frontal, people like to use that as an excuse for everything. You can't let youngsters do this because their front lobe isn't developed. Like, it would depend on the person. Mm. And if you're having sex, then that's a pretty, like, if you're having intercourse, it's a sign that you're ready to have intercourse. Just like, I mean, for men, it's a little bit. Right. Yeah, there's like, after puberty, that's when you're fine to have sex. There's no like generally go, yeah. like it is their body's not just going to be like, well, sure, you're ready to have sex, except for th- your brain. Your brain isn't really ready. <laughs> but the rest of you is that's stupid.
0: Well, and, and I think that, you know, we go back to the discussion we had earlier tonight about the childification of America and how there's a certain tendency out there for some people to try to keep young people as childlike as possible for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And maybe this, you know, Natasha is one of those people, uh, because it would seem to me that if young people were able to mature mentally sooner rather than later, instead of being held back, oh, no... Sorry, sweetie. I know you really want to work, but you're not 16 yet. So until then, you're just going to have to go and dick around and do nothing as most teenagers do. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? You say you're ready to uh, to have sexual interactions with others? Well, um, we're just not going to allow that. You'll just have to fumble around and not know anything about sex until you're uh, 21 years old. What? I mean, it just doesn't. It's so overprotective. I think that that's if anything is contributing to minors acting like children, it's overprotection and the suggestion Mm -hmm. that they can't embrace their own sexuality or they can't embrace their their desire to work or their desire to be mature or their desire to act more adult. Uh, But she goes on to say uh, that uh, she thinks fire her ass and charge her accordingly and get her some therapy because, you know, nothing works better than therapy while you're in a prison. Right. Right. Uh, (laughs) Right. List her as sex as a sex offender, she says. Well, that's great. That's going to really help uh, the woman get her life together when she gets out. You know, not being able to live near a church or a school or, uh, you know, not being able to walk past a playground within a thousand feet of any kids. Uh, There are certain areas where the sex offender laws are so ridiculous that the sex offenders are banned from so many different places they have to live like outside of the city limits in one trailer park right. There's like a trailer park that's outside of all the concentric circles if that's you get a
1: full of sex offenders yeah
0: well because if you get a map out and you you know you plot all the churches and all the schools and all the parks and if it's one of those places where you can't go within a thousand or two thousand feet of one of those things you draw mm-hmm. this you know get your protractor out and then draw circles around each of those locations and try to find a place where you can go and where you can live right. and there's like like usually, one place it's either the bridge where everybody's living underneath it, or it's some trailer park where everybody living there is, uh, you know, some sex offender. That's a really uh, great place to live, I bet.
1: People just don't think when they say things. When they say like there ought to be a law, or you ought to charge them with this, they don't. They right, don't really think it's about, about what that. Stop means.
0: people from having sex with one another, as though you know this teenager or this teacher, you know, were were somehow prevented. I mean, they must have known. Certainly, the teacher must have known about these laws. She didn't stop her.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's part of maybe that's part of the thrill for people is that it's not it's illegal. Yeah, that it's illegal or that it's you know not socially accepted. And I think I think part of this that uh, people, you know, this woman isn't saying is that she doesn't like it when people. Um, She thinks it should be legal to have sex outside of the socially accepted standards for when people can have sex. Because you know that there are definitely, like, social rules around sex. Mm -hmm. And uh, this definitely, the teacher having sex with a student, that goes against those social rules.
0: She says, Lister is a sex offender. Sorry, but there are a lot of us who are total hotties in our days. Lady, glory days are over. Grow up already. I don't think sentencing should be any different for attractive, mentally ill female teachers than attractive or unattractive, mentally ill male teachers. A predator is a predator. Wow. And I disagree that uh, this woman is a predator. I think that uh, teenager knew what, exactly what he was getting into.
2: The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two,
0: This is Free Talk Live. Enough time, perhaps, for your thoughts if you get on the line now at 855-450-FREE, toll-free number one 855 3733 And here tonight, it's Ian. And Allie. And you can join Allie on her website, ladiesandkeen.com, ladies and K-E-E-N-E, where she has her own blogs and also radio program which airs saturday nights on lrn.fm um, but of course if you miss it live you can always grab it over at ladiesandkeen.com as we mm-hmm. go to the phones and to you and your thoughts chad listening to wbhp in huntsville alabama hey chad
11: hey how you doing what's on your mind tonight hey i got two uh i guess three different comments about education and also about the paddlings and then also about the currency in the middle east okay go Okay, well, I think the relationship between a teacher and a student is really similar to a doctor-patient relationship. And as an educator, you know, you're you're scripted to to sign that code of ethics, and and uh, so I think most educators really understand where that line crosses. Um, where it could get a little sketchy is in coaching situations because there's more direct contact, especially if it's a male coach and a female team or vice versa, but. Um, what really did it for me, which I, I was nervous about it. I was a young teacher. I was 24 when I entered the classroom. I was going to teach, uh, high school, um, first day of high school, senior class, back of the room, a whole bunch of kids laughing and stuff because a girl, I mean, she tooted and stunk up the whole room oh, this my was gosh. Done for me there. That Never going to happen for me. You know what I mean? So, um, you just, you, when you walk in as a teacher, you have a different mindset, and it's, it's absolutely blatantly wrong. And so I think um, they should throw the book at the individual. And so most states have that code of ethics.
1: Well, you're also um, dealing with, I mean, when you're dealing with high schoolers and junior high schoolers, you're dealing with kids at a very strange age. I mean, they're sort of coming into themselves and learning about new things. Things about themselves, and some of it's you know exciting. Some of it's kind of sad. I'm being really vague here, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Adolescence. It no, depends on the student.
11: I kind of, I kind of disagree because nowadays at the high school level, kids are mostly past that. You know, you, they're mostly what? Really past that? They're mostly they're, they're past that. Kids are mature. No, lot they're good at you know, hiding
1: nowadays. it. Is what they're good at. They're still uh, into it. Not, they are way too cool for everything that they have going on around them, and. Uh nothing is nothing is uh intimidating or alarming to them that's going on right now at all because they're way too cool to let you see any of that.
11: But when you're saying way too cool, you're talking about a, a different thing I'm saying their maturity level.
1: I'm saying that they are adapting to what's going on and they're realizing that they have to keep their cool even though a lot of stuff is going on with their bodies and socially and uh, you know, I just think that to be uh, you know, a, to be an authority figure in a lot of these kids' lives or young adults' lives uh, can be, I think it's a bigger responsibility than people realize.
0: Did you say really, Chad, that you thought that uh, teenagers are more mature today? Absolutely. and, and Mentally? We say that
11: how many teach, students now in high school, they really don't see their teachers as an authority figure like, like when we were growing up 20, 30 years ago they don't they don't look at it that way
1: what do you mean well um, good
0: i think authority is a bad I, thing saying, Anyway.
11: well discipline is different from management and you know a good teacher knows how to teach a lesson where they're, you know they don't have to discipline the class you know you're, you're managing students and i would morning, i would imagine if
0: you are a good teacher yeah your class is going to be better behaved because it won't be bored to tears uh, by what you're right, talking but, about
11: but that's completely different you know i would I would say authority figures are more what you would see in, you know, the relationship with the military or something like that. But now it's, it's not often, you know, and this gets on that paddling um, concept. Well, I, I just about. to go it's back. Yeah, like I know you country. got a lot to
0: say here, but I, I don't know if I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, you look back at what kids were supposedly like uh, many decades ago. I mean, you had situations with kids bringing guns to school uh, completely safely. You know, it was a routine thing to have somebody bring a rifle to school in certain Mm -hmm. places. Uh, Those things don't happen today. And, of course, many years ago, there were uh, plenty of examples of folks like uh, Elvis and – was it Jerry Lee Lewis, I think, was one of them? Uh, You know, these men who were in their 30s having, uh, you know, teenage girlfriends that ended up – you know, they ended up marrying – Uh, So it seems like uh, to say that kids are more mature today, I don't know if that's true.
11: Well, and here's why. Um, You're looking at it, kids look at it from a different perspective. There's more of a majority of students that come from a single-parent home where they've they've been raising themselves. Okay, I see
0: that. I can see that.
11: You know, there's a lot more kids that know they might not be working in the field, there's a lot of kids working to pay their cell phone bill trying to figure out how to get a car all right chad i want to give you one more of
0: your topics and then we got to get to somebody else that's on the line here but uh, go get to one of your more Uh,
11: Corporal punishment they do that here in alabama and in some uh, districts and counties um that is it's it's only authorized with a witness by an administrator with parental consent so making that that application where that is Similar to some sort of, uh, I think you even mentioned that as rape. That, that's totally ridiculous. That, it Whoa. does not hit the bill.
1: It's an option for students. It's, it's mostly a, It's a an option for work. students? They, they ask it, the student if they option. would it, like to it, it, get spanked today?
0: Actually, uh, what he's it referring cannot, to, Allie, you, was.
11: You it, cannot force a student or a parent to receive corporal punishment.
1: Well, I don't think yeah, they're spanking an any parents.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it wouldn't surprise it me. Parents. Hey, Chad, thanks for, thanks very for very clearing that, that up. I do, I do appreciate hearing from you tonight, sir. Uh, you know, you joke about that, Allie, but there was a story in the news a few years back about how parents were being told to come to detention.
1: Oh, wow, yeah,
0: really? They they actually that's how crazy uh and how authoritarian school some schools have become. I w I don't you know, I don't remember which school district it was, but the uh the suggestion was that if your if your son or daughter were late too many times, so it was a tardiness issue. Mm-hmm. If your son or daughter were late too many times, the parent would be sent to detention.
1: See it doesn't really surprise me because I've I've noticed Can you imagine who would actually I mean, do that? It does surprise me to the extent that like parents would actually do that. But it doesn't surprise me that schools would want to do that because they always no. they always see parents as, like, the problem. Like, oh, parents don't care about their kids. We, mm, we do. do. We yeah. care about the kids. The parents don't
0: care. But how ridiculous that, you know, they think... That they still have control over the parents to the point where you're telling somebody mm-hmm. in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you're telling somebody who's you know been out of school for a decade or five uh, that you've got to come to Saturday school, yeah, you've got to come sit in in-school suspension. And my question is, how many parents actually did it? How many parents actually you know perceived as though they were being told by a principal to go to detention, and then they said, oh okay, and then they just they just went on volunteer, you know their own volition to go to detention because Mm -hmm. they were told to. I always wondered about that. Let's continue, though. Alex is on the line listening in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live listening via the TuneIn app. Uh, uh,
7: Hi. Hey, Alex. I was just um, wanting to uh, talk about uh, sort of reaching out more to, um, I guess, more liberal types about the ideas of liberty. Um, Because generally, whenever they think of um, anything – of the you know different philosophies that kind of get lumped under libertarianism, you know they think of you know runaway free free markets runaway, robber mm. barons. yep you, know, Allie you used to be a liberal right
0: basically yep can you can you help him
1: Oh, when I think about free markets, uh, I mean I guess I wasn't really that I wasn't such a liberal that I was like new to even dis free markets I see so
0: oh, so um, so those are the objections you're coming up against when talking about the ideas of liberty.
7: Uh, generally, there. It's more like people will, you know, if we if we don't have, the, uh, you know, have the state, you know, keeping us in check, then you know, it'll just be utter, you know, you know, raping and pillaging well, kind of I, thing.
1: I guess the idea is that like profit motive is the enemy, and that if you allow profit motive to take over, then yeah, it'll be rape and pillage because obviously, rape and pillage is profitable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um. Well, we know. Well, okay. So we know that uh, you don't get anywhere in life by raping your customers. Uh, you have to no. give them what it is they want in order for them to give you what you want, which is you know financial success or whatever it is you're looking for in life. Uh, but what you really have to do in communicating the ideas of liberty, whether it's to a conservative or a liberal or somebody that's completely unaffiliated with politics, is find the areas in which they think are important. And then talk to them in their terms. But so uh
7: that has to do with uh what I what I was going to state that I think the best um the best way that I have found with people like this is generally these people see themselves as being nonviolent even mm-hmm. though they may ask someone else to uh initiate force on their behalf. Uh but the best maybe one of the best ways to get them to maybe open their mind up a little bit is to talk to them about the non-aggression principle.
0: I think that's, you know, obviously it's good to talk about the root issues. I think that's important, but also when you're talking about whatever the issue might be, find out what it is they want. And then if you agree with them, show them how it is that freedom will get there better, right. faster, more in, in, a, in a more humane manner. Dr. Mary Ruart's very good at this in her book, Healing Our World. I recommend you pick it up. And if you're coming from a conservative perspective, it can be hard to talk in the terms that a liberal will understand. So you have to change the way you approach it. Let's talk more about it t- uh, tomorrow. Call us in then. See you then.
1: It's change your words, change your life a daily minute program to help you understand the power of every word you speak. Here's New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. You know,
3: our words belong to us and we must be responsible for how we use them. And they can produce life or death for us and for all who hear them. They are a gift from God and when used properly, they are one of our greatest assets. Most of us probably spent many years, if not our entire lives, simply talking without even thinking about what we're saying. Some people say, well, I'm the type of person who just speaks my mind, but that does not make the person wise or pleasant to be with. If you use your words wisely, then I congratulate you. But if you don't, then I urge you to begin asking God to help you and start making changes right away. The more you improve the way you talk, the more your life will improve. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information
1: and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer is available wherever books are sold.